Let's see. Oh yeah, it's recording. It, it's not. It's not crackling or anything. It's good. Stop it. All right. So what did Brandon say? <laughs> oh shoot. Sorry. He said we need to start defining our terms better. Like we just go off into a topic and we don't define the terms at first. What do we? He was, he was. I have your house keys. Referencing dispensationalism. I need a thousand dollars. We did a full podcast on dispensationalism. <laughs> yeah, and he said we jumped off into it, and we, <laughs> no, never, we never defined, defined dispensationalism. Uh, yeah, we did. No, well, we didn't though. I don't think we did. I but I mean, a hard and I fast definition read, is difficult. Like, how would a dispensationalist say that Moses was saved? He was saved by faith. Faith in who is the God. question? I would. I, I would assume God. They would just say God generally. You know, honestly, I would rather just have a conversation with a dispensational, like Can like we a get true one? blue. That's what I don't. One. You can get those Where do you on Amazon, find can't you? I don't know. They got an Amazon business account. They'll deliver them next door to the post office. <laughs> 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 with holes in it. <laughs> Live dispensationalist. <laughs> <laughs> we promise to change his newspapers twice a day. Goodness he gets here. He's from Idaho. No, Iowa. Why? If he's from Why? Idaho, he's probably post mail. <laughs> Big facts. He's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Products of Grace, a podcast oh by Mercy Hill Church. My name is Lawson Harlow. With me today, I have Don Terrell and Blake McCullough. I reject this. So, Don, what are we doing today? Why do you reject this? I just don't like the vibe he's putting out. Well, yeah. In all what fairness, y'all have drained every ounce of my energy <laughs> as we've entered into this podcast. Bro, it's been 30 minutes. So it's today, you didn't get to sleep uh, what are we doing today? Today, we will discuss hot. the title of today's episode, which is... Find out. <laughs> this guy doesn't know what's <laughs> happening. He... <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> this is so dumb. Uh, That's great. Anyways, what were we saying? <laughs> I don't know. It's hot. No, no, before no, that, Haddon's birthday. Oh, Haddon's when birthday. are we? What, you oh, said that's what something. I was going to ask. Yeah, I don't know. How old do you think? What year do you think it will be when we have preached? We have heard preached through the entire Bible. We'll be uh, dead. I, I would imagine. Be dead? All nah, of us will be dead. No, nah. I mean, the whole, the whole shooting match. We'll be on the next generation that didn't die in the wilderness. Like maybe Zay Zay will be alive still that generation. That's he's crazy. You're no the, the whole, whole Bible? Bible. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> I have a hundred percent. What you got? I, what? Well, I mean, how many years you got left? I don't know. Here's here's. I'll tell you my plan though. I've got a plan. I have a scheme. Do you? My yeah. plan. I mean, it I'm is gonna a, preach through one of those little bitty tiny New Testaments. It's going a lot faster. <laughs> it's going to be... All right, so here's my scheme. I have however long the Lord gives me. Let's let's just guess, theoretically, assuming that I don't die in a car wreck. Are or, you about to place an, what? an estimated year of your death? No. Oh, okay. No, no, I don't know when I'm going to die. Okay. Amazingly, I think I'm in good company there, though. Um, so my plan is to preach through the whole Bible in one location. Brother... What? If you spend one year per book, that's sixty six years. I won't years. spend one year. No, you're, well, we already have some books behind us. Not to mention that yeah, we're talking it about took minor six prophecy. years to get through like four of them. Bro, Jude was three months. 
It was supposed to be three months. <laughs> no, Jude was about Jude would maybe a little bit over three months, but nonetheless, like I did Nahum in three weeks. Yeah, that's fair. I hear you. Yeah, there are books. There are books that are just so going, you're going to be faster. You're going. You can do it. What? Like you? You can. We will hear the entire. Well, the two of you will preach <laughs> through the entire Bible. My that's goal. What we're saying. My goal is to have preached through in tandem, obviously, with Blake or whoever else is added on, and whoever else is added on. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just my throat. That's all <laughs> I was, I was, I was just saying. I'm not trying to eliminate. <laughs> Literally was, that's all I was. Yeah, doing. I'm not trying to eliminate whoever the Lord might add to our mm. to our midst, right? Mm. Um, I, I, my intention is to preach through the entire book of the, the entire book, the entire yeah, no, the entire book yeah, of, <laughs> of the Bible. And I mean, before I like, hope Lord willing, before. So, I how die, long do you think that would take? I, I the question was, you never answer it. What year do you think? And Blake just. I mean, I've t- we've already done Molotov cocktail. We've already done two absolutely monumental books that are like. I mean, you're talking about probably two of the longer books that that we would preach through. Oh, which Romans is and John. Romans and John. Yeah, like the the second longest book to preach through is probably going to be either Hebrews or Revelation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Revelation would be that long to preach through, just to be honest with you, because it's not. It's going to take the same format Exodus is. Probably so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, and so. Anyway, I, I would assume the Gospels, though. Like, I think if you hit you hit Matthew, I think Mark. A minute. It's going to take some John time. Yeah, I, I'm going to say something. Okay, we're on a podcast. I know. I'm going to say something, and I'm I'm willing to bet somebody's going to throw something at me for this. Uh oh, in this but, room? No, no. Just like out in public one day, just throw up. Well, at I, least I, I, I need I need I need this to be understood appropriately, right? Like. <laughs> I love these. You know, I'm not going to say it. Say it. No, I'm not. not. Are you saying you want to preach the synoptics together? I don't want to, I don't want to do a, like, uh, um, what's it called? A harmony. I don't want to do a harmony. I don't want to do that, but I don't think, I don't think they need to do that. However, the reality is if you've preached through the book of Matthew, you've preached through the book of Mark. Fair. Like, you're talking about the audience is different. The audience is different, but you're talking about almost exactly the same material. Like the only difference is the fact that Matthew adds in pretty, I mean, he adds in citations that are really important. That's not to downgrade the book of Mark. I also think though, if it's 15 years apart, the audience is different. I think that's the beauty of of preaching through the gospels with a pretty, with with a good amount of time between them. Yeah, I agree. Is because like John is its own animal, right? We place John in its own category. It's technically not a synoptic. And then you do like, I don't think my next gospel would be Matthew. That's fair. I, I would be more predisposed to doing Mark. Um, and the reason I'd be more predisposed to doing Mark is it's it's a faster run. Mm-hmm. It's a much faster run. I like Luke's Gospels. take. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Luke, Luke kind of is a... Luke's, Luke's got that beach. Luke's the middle ground. That beach at the end. It's just I open up their minds and show them, interpreted for them all the things they're learning about. Yeah. And you're like, flip the table over. Yeah, Luke is the middle ground. <laughs> like Luke's the closest thing to not being a synoptic. Yeah, like when you preach Luke, you're going to, have to preach Acts. I was that. about to yeah, say you it, gotta bro. You have yeah. to. You got to turn page. I don't know if you have to. <laughs> you have to. I don't. I mean, it leads in, dude. No, like I think they go the together, obviously. But as you go from Luke to Acts, I think you're like, I don't know. I think Acts probably is going to come before <laughs> Luke. What? Good thing that he's not the only vote, Don. We got it. Because if we were, Lawson be preaching. 
Genesis. Genesis. However, I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying uh, Exodus, and I'm pumped to preach on the not burning bush. Yeah, which is the new title of it. Everybody, you <laughs> so should change. Blake, you should Sunday. change the subheading in For your those Bible. That don't go to church here. Blake goes to quote Hebrews. Says in Hebrews, <laughs> and the author, whoever it is that wrote it, <laughs> and Don and I on polar opposite sides. Like, what? <laughs> I literally, bro. I had to bite my tongue. I was about to say. We know it's Paul. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I was like, I'm not going to ruin so it. So look, in the, back, it. in the back, I'm sitting there. Uh, hadn't, Beth has like just taken Haddon to the, uh, to the nursery. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, can you see me back there? Yes, bro. Because the one time I looked at you, this is what this man's doing. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't know, Blake just put his elbow on his knee and is rubbing his eyes. Full disclosure, I've been rubbing know, my eyes like, endlessly. What did I say? I thought it was a very good sermon. I was like, what kind of heresy is coming out right now? That, that he's what, like, That's what you look it, out early in the sermon and you see that? That was not It wasn't no. early, but I was just like, it was late. I was like, I guess he's ready for me to wrap it no, up. No, that's not. <laughs> God, the inner monologue, dude. Get yourself together. That's not me, bro. Marlo. First of all, Be my Be an eyes, active listener. My, yeah. I was Be literally. I, so here's where uh-huh. I, here's how I sit during a sermon. I, I can't the, look at you. You're way too close. I sit on the outside and I'm turned out. Sorry. I'm That's tur- exactly. Yes. My legs and your are turned hands out. Were, and your head was forward. in your hands. If I'm leaning forward, I'm listening actively. Yeah, you don't know what he's ever thinking when he's listening because he's normally, he's got the Bible and he's just, he's just, he's just staring at you. Because mm-hmm. that's what listening to a sermon is. Like, and he's got this, like, blinks. I do not and, do that. <laughs> well, you just kind of have a resting, like, yeah. Inquisitive, like, like, like an inquisitive could mean, and like, I want to hear more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like your eyes are like doing the yeah. Come with the words now. Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly how <laughs> I you're feel. like, bro. I'm not there yet. I'm not ready to say everything. <laughs> Except so for at anyway, that moment, his head was in his hands. My eye. It's because of my allergies. I wasn't rubbing my eyes at you. Yeah. There was nothing that you said. Brother, in the I'm whole just sermon. messing with There's you. There's nothing dude, you said chill. in the whole sermon that I did not enjoy. Um. I'm good, thank you, dear dear brother. Um, but what was I saying? We were saying about Hebrews. in my sermon. The uh, so, okay, so whoever I'm, he is, I'm sitting at the back. He says it, and I audibly laugh. <laughs> I literally did. Beth was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "He's being stupid." <laughs> He's being. You never know. But but the the funny part about it is, you know, my favorite preacher. <laughs> I just said that to get on your nerves. My favorite preacher, Al Mohler. <laughs> Um, in his commentary on Hebrews said that God and his sovereignty didn't want us to know. But what one thing we know for sure is that the Holy Spirit inspired it. Yeah, and Paul wrote it. Um, I'm, so, I just like the take. Yeah, it's a good take. It's a good take. So, I don't but care you if can't, I'm wrong. You can't say that there's not... I mean, it's... It's sure, it's but so it, assumptive. So that it's, just like, diff- it's just different. Can we not debate something that's been debated forever? <laughs> That's what we do every week. Yeah, but yeah. most of the time it's fun. But we can solve it this time. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, I I am excited to to preach on the burning bush, not burning bush. Blake preached an excellent sermon on the imminence. It was good. Mm-hmm. And uh, where was I going with that? I don't know. What are we talking about today? Hey, I got one more thing. Okay. <laughs> So with that, gentlemen, let's find out in the rest of this episode, if the shoe fits, should we wear it? Is that an idiom? If the shoe fits, it's got to be an idiom. If the shoe fits. Is. Because you wouldn't be saying it about a shoe. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like fitting into a role. Well, if the shoe fits. So I was reminded this week, 
That's what I was reminded of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. September belongs to summer. Clearly. It really does, Clear. dude. Oh, it this, really is, this is does. from me saying it's hot? No, this is from Sunday. And let's say, let's say a man, let's, let's call him Michael Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> Hat on a corduroy. Sheep, sheep fur. Brother looked like a couch. That's <laughs> yeah, just boom. He was repping fall. He's just trying to will it into existence. He was. I had on. I woke up that morning and I was like, <laughs> earlier in the week, I was like, I'm taking back summer. Mm. It belongs to September. Like the first day of fall was on Saturday, and I'm like, y'all are way off, dude. Who sets this? Did you swim on Sunday? Ninety five degrees. Did you swim on Sunday? I swam on Monday. Uh, no, because it was it was spitting a little bit of rain and kind of cloudy. But on Saturday. I swam. I got in the pool on Saturday and swam. I swam on Went Monday underwater. <laughs> Eighty degree water. Got your which hair is wet. Chilly. Got your goatee um, wet. Yep. I, I planted can. flowers on Monday and then I swam. There's nothing better than jumping in the pool after yard work. That's right. So this man had on quarter. I'm like, bro, like this is they're marketing this to you. <laughs> this is all a lie. They it got is. pumpkin spice lattes. Who's Here setting the, the agenda? Target. <laughs> Can't even trust him with your bathrooms or your gender. <laughs> yeah, and he they already got Christmas stuff out. I'm sure for real, dude. It's it's so annoying. Yeah. I'm like, I am done. Like the leaves let you know when it's fall, and the leaves that I'm looking at out here in these windows, green, green. It's gonna be 90 degrees all week. Ten day forecast, 90 degrees every day. That's such trash, bro. I'm so done. Look, You're but here's so the done deal. With what I'm done with summer. No, no. So here, let me let no, me no. let me fill you in. Okay, I wish it could be fall and winter every day. All right, if I so can lift this church up. Take it to South Florida <laughs> and retire with all of you people there. <laughs> what is it with you in Florida? This man wants to go to Florida. Not, so, not I just don't want to be cold. Brother, all right, again, so here's dude. here's the deal. Every 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 morning when I go into my closet to pick <laughs> out my shirt, mm-hmm. I'm reminded of the fact that I don't I don't get to wear flannel because all my flannel, like I've got a set. So I have two sections of my closet. Mm-hmm. My primary section. Is just flannel. Denim. I only have three pair of blue jeans. That's it? Yeah. We rotate. Anyway, so I've got three pair of blue jeans. I, literally, crusty. if you walk into my closet, I've got three pair of blue jeans, and I probably got 10 to 15 flannel shirts. And then I've got this this section over here, which is just like the everything of sad pumpkin monogram no, no, we have separate we have separate or... we have separate closets. <laughs> and this one over here just has my short sleeve stuff. And I'm telling you. Like, I don't want to be wearing a polo right now. Really? I'm so uncomfortable in anything short sleeve now. See, I'd rather, I don't want to I'd be rather live in a place where muscle tees were okay because it's so hot. Negative. <laughs> like Negative. the strappy They're ones. They're never okay. <laughs> the strappy ones. You know? I've got a muscle tee. I've got a muscle tee story that I'm not permitted to tell you. They have an age and a back hair limit. You're not allowed to wear it. Certain people aren't allowed to wear them. Well, my, it's, oh, not, it's, not, totally it's not my me. story. Bro, okay, so we went to... You know who you are. We went to the Hernando... <coughs> where did we Water go? Tower. Water Tower. Water Tower Festival, okay. <laughs> I am told that on Saturday, that's what we're doing. We're going to the Water Tower Festival. Okay, mm. so we go out there, and there's, you know, little fair food trucks and mm. vendors that are selling things the whole reason we went funnel cake nope oh. faith farms deodorant oh. hey shout out to faith farms so she's making are you the using trans- it now too or no, just no 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 she's making the transition so she went i said babe and we we spoke to one of the people of faith farms i don't know i probably shouldn't use her name 
and I was still walking up to Julian. I'm like, we go to church with him. You can, you can get some deodorant <laughs> at church. This is real. Don't you think? Yeah. And then I was like, it hit me. We need to start having official sponsors. <laughs> Y'all want to make Faith Farms goat deodorant? Our official, our official deodorant? I'll make as the long transition. as they let us call it that. What? No goat way deodorant? they will call it deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> it's I confusing. Mean, it's like, is this for my goat or is it? I think that advertises itself. Don't smell like a goat. Wear goat deodorant. Yes, me too. I like that. Me too. I like that. Yeah, we could write them a nice ad up. So then we got in. So then I was telling Cameron about all this. <laughs> and I was like. And bearded bro, brothers. Huh? They really, the, the beard oil really is pink. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hmm. <laughs> there's so much that we don't do to the armpit to, what's happening to, right to, now to prep it to prep the environment bro mm. please let's not please <laughs> please are you talking about shaving yeah you're a grown man it's not a big deal dude. is it is it prickly no why are we doing this no. I don't want this you what keep was, it what's the topic what's the topic what's the topic I've discovered this week when you are applying your gifts appropriately, you f- you are invigorated. Oh, this is real. This it is really what we're going to talk is. about. Yeah. 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 Don't okay. you think that's good? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm, I just need you to take me there. You know how y'all are on the same wavelength and I'm not. So I was thinking about this. Like, you know, sometimes I struggle <laughs> and I'm real. like, who am I? Oh, I got to tell you. Okay, go for this. Sarah totally. said... These folks had a whole podcast. You weren't even in it. You weren't even in it. I listened to it. And, I can't wait. For and you they were like, it. "We need Blake to come back so we to can make it the right." Podcast. And then you, you didn't talk. It's a weekend at Bernie's, Blake. And then she hit me with the dagger. She said, "I could have seen you in that time." <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's yeah. Uh, look, I'm 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 not even finished it, but I'm listening through it and I'm thinking I haven't even heard a hmm from him. And well, y'all talked y'all talked about it for four hours. What was I gonna say? I mean, hit him with the. Uh. I just had the authoritative presence to make sure he didn't say anything stupid. <sighs> so this podcast uh, is for the people of Mercy Hill oh, Church. Oh man. Lawson subtweeted everybody this I week. Did <laughs> I mean, that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I did. Normally, the so Lawson segment goes before the hitting and the I break. Did. This so, whole episode so we was just do so a awesome. Mercy Hill Church newsletter. Yeah, which has a link on there that you can click and submit prayer request. Hmm. But I was in small group. Okay? It wasn't a. Re- a, a hold, on, hold on. Okay. Oh. I was in small group. You said what you needed to say. Yeah. This is Blake and I's podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard prayer requests. Mm-hmm. They were audibly shared and they were prayed for collectively. Mm-hmm. So Lawson, Lawson sends a tweet after there was a text exchange. Well, I was thinking about the hey, text man, exchange. Like, how can we get people involved in the prayer request thing? On the link on the newsletter. And then I I toggle over. I'm sitting in my leather chair. Got my PJ pants on and my mini Tonka house shoes. And I'm like, huh. I wonder what Lawson said today. Click. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Saints. Something like this. Saints. 
pray for each other. It's good for you and it's good for them. Something like that. That's not what it said. But it was kind of like that. Yeah. And I was like, this man just subtweeted. I almost added Mercy Hill OB. <laughs> just said. I could have retweeted it. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, but it made me think. It made me think like, you know, when you're when you're exercising your gifts appropriately, it does it does invigorate yourself. It really does. Yeah. And then I said, I said to Lawson, I have a big deal at work. Can I add it to the prayer request list? And you're like, no, sir. And you know what I, I thought didn't about? Say that. Did I say no? You said no. Nah. It's not. Nah, doesn't fit the category. And I then I thought about. I thought about don't don't make plans to go to such and such town and say we're going to make a profit. Mm. So here's the thing. Like I think I've been conditioned. Have we been conditioned that prayer request? I said not nah to ask Twitter. That's what uh, I said not nah to. Don't you come at me. We are com- we are commanded to pray for one another. The question I have is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like how like how is that like how is that sh- like why why were you why are you because I have a couple of church members whose pro- <laughs> Just, who regularly yeah. ask me mm-hmm. how can I pray for the people of our congregation that was kind of the whole <clears throat> point of the email exchange that's how it began right but yeah yeah and so in the midst of that. I'm like, here are general things that I can tell you. But if someone says, hey, here, pray for me in regard to this, my, I, I don't assume that that lets me unilaterally share that information. Yeah, there's some yeah. pa- pastoral yeah. privilege. So if you ask me, can, I pray f- can, can you pray for me in this? My answer is absolutely, would love to do that. I'm going to do it right now. The, but, but handing that off to others, it... I don't think that's my para- I don't think that's my right. Yeah. And so I agreed. think there is a volunteering of that information so that the saints who are gifted and uh, and you know even like predisposed to intercessory prayer mm-hmm. are given the opportunity to do that. I can see as like going back to the concept of giftings, like if you told me like, "Hey man, we really want you to be a member of this church, but you can't use your gift because we're not going to give you the tools necessary to do so." That's rough. Like that's what I like. I think about my own my own life. If you told me like, "Hey, you can't you can't teach or talk about the Bible with people," it's like, oh, um, what do I do here?" Right? Yeah, I saw on Twitter somebody said <clears throat> that he had decided a long time ago that he made his mind up that there was a work to do, and when he went to church, it was yep. to do that work. Yep. And it didn't matter about what the other interaction was; he was there. To do Essentially that work. to perform his duty and do that work. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, my my life growing up that I don't remember a big culture of, I just don't, I don't remember a big culture of prayer being shared between yeah. people <clears throat> outside of the Sunday school room. But I do, I'm, I'm highly impressed upon by the experience I had where it was the tear off on the bulletin. <laughs> And how can the staff pray for you? Yeah. yeah. And so they were going to shuffle through those like on Tuesday. Yeah, like on Tuesday at the meeting. And they were going to pray for that request. So we, yeah. had, we had this really terribly formatted, uh, at the first church I pastored, we had this really terribly formatted prayer list. I think it was in the bulletin. And it was just a list of names with no spaces, no commas, no explanations. It was just a bunch of names. And it was all physical. And I think what, 
what I became convinced of later on was that we didn't really spend time praying for spiritual needs. Yeah, that's which I real. think is something that here we do better, but you you know you still have to you have to let people know of your spiritual mm-hmm. needs in order to pray for them. Yeah, and I don't even think that's necessarily like going back to like the prayerless thing. I really am not so much like in. Okay, we're just gonna do this just for the sake of clarity. <laughs> Will you read the? Read yeah, the, I'm gonna read, read the, the tweet. tweet. That way, I mean, if I'm gonna, is it read the X? Yeah. No, it's not. I think it's a post on X. Oh, I, I read, read the X post on I, X. I sincerely reject read that X post real all quick. of this. So what I said, what I said was, Saints. Guys, <laughs> get on the newsletter. Look, man. Brother Saints. You shouldn't be afraid or bashful about mm. asking the church to pray for you. Mm. We are a needy people, and when we ask for prayer, we are confessing our need and mortifying our pride, which are, the I think, the two aspects here that are important. Further, asking for prayer isn't dependence upon men, but it's a dependence upon the Lord. And if I had more... Uh, Characters, I would have said it's a cooperative dependence upon the Lord. A what? Cooperative. You just said it really weird. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, It's a cooperative dependence upon the Lord. So the whole premise here is that what needs to be done is there needs to be an understanding that we collectively need to depend upon the Lord. And then the other Mm -hmm. aspect of that is it's helpful to have intercessory prayer done by the saints that know you and love you. Or also, another portion of this is uh, that intercessory prayer is a means by which others may grow to love you, mm. and you may grow to love them. <laughs> and so it's a it's a it's a both and, and it's a recognition of the fact that we are feeble and that we are frail pe- frail people, and so it mortifies pride. And at the very same time, it ushers us into the throne room of grace, and it brings pleas, and it brings. Um, you know, makes requests and it does so trusting that God is sovereign and supreme over them and will do what he wills with those prayers. And so, but you know, I grew up in the age where like the prayer chain was who you were going to call next. Do you, do you, do you really no. experience this? Like you had an assigned mm. position in the prayer chain because email wasn't a thing. Cell phones mm-hmm. weren't even really around. But it's like when you activate the prayer chain, this person was supposed to call this person, this person was supposed to call. To let them know about the prayer request? Yes. It was like Hmm. forwarding an email, if you will. Mm. So that was Never lived in such an archaic universe. (laughs) Did they have bathrooms then? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So it makes Mm. me think like, you know, the church was trying to do that to um, incorporate. Is that right? Is that the word? Something that was happening or, or maybe mm. organically, right? To organize. Yeah, to organize and incorporate what, what they had seen organically, that, oh, people were calling. It just feels fake. Doesn't what it? feels fake? The phone chain? The prayer chain? I don't know. It feels fake. So like, that's what I was trying to balance out Like if you brain, don't live like, in life together and you're just like, I'm just going to call the next person. No, it was all not the next person. It was like the next person in the church body. Oh, uh, so it was like, Blake, you're going to call Lawson. Lawson's going to Like you're looking Don. at the directory and it's like whoever's next alphabetically. No. Kind of, sort of. Okay. It is the same principle. It was an incorporated, incorporated prayer chain list that the church was like managing. Okay. Oh, we got a new member. Where are you going to go on the, on the <laughs> prayer chain list? You that makes you, sense. Making sense? Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. We're picking so, up what you're putting down. So my thought is like the church administration saw something, must have been seeing something happen organically. I'm like, oh, we're going to organize this and incorporate it, and we're going to have structure with it. 
But all the while, like I think about when, you know, we've talked about this before on this podcast, on this podcast, like that, that, or that, that organic, like just natural, you know what I'm saying? Just yes, ordinary existence. existence and things. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I think prayer requests are happening. Yeah. Like the newsletter can't be a the referendum. No, for- no, no, no. It's not, it's not a referendum. I, I, that's not what I'm saying. However, I do think that. And obviously there are spheres of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are things that are like, this prayer request can be made public. Not all prayer requests need to be made public. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Let's affirm. Because you were approaching it with like, <clears throat> I think we could improve upon this. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think, I think in general, <clears throat> like the knowing that, that someone is going to be actively praying for you. Like I can think of periods of time where someone is searching for a job. Everybody mm-hmm. knows they're searching for a job, right? And so as they're searching for a job, it's like, man, it would be good to pray for them that the Lord would provide a job for them. Or if someone's battling an illness, like a, a chronic extended period of time illness, like, you know, my my brother-in-law is on there at this point. Um, and so like that, you know, there's there's going to be a period of time that Lord willing will pray and that he'll be healed. But, you know, in all of these making those requests known and having not just one or two, but a multiplicity of people be in prayer for you over those things. And then also to know, like not everybody has the privileges that we have in having, for lack of better terms, our finger on the pulse of the congregation. And so where someone's going to pick up the phone and call, you know, one of us or a deacon or, or some, uh, or just a, a, someone they're close to inside the congregation and say, hey, will you be willing to pray for me on this? I think there are some things that can make their way into a more public arena to be doused in more prayer. I think the world has watered down our thinking in regards to this sphere. Because prayer? Like, yes. Yeah, hard yes. Because we exist in a multiplicity of communities, right? Mm-hmm. And all of these communities are bonded by something. So let's take work, for example, right? <clears throat> so you lose... You lose I saw a, your tweet on this. Yeah, you, lose a, you lose a co-worker or a peer or somebody in that work world, right? And all of a sudden, like, whoever's in charge of communicating that, right? Condolences to the family and letting the employee base know. And so a couple of days ago, I was talking to coworkers and I'm like, you know, one of the most odd things that I've, I experience and hear me is when you get those, when you get those cards passed around and you're like, oh, we're, we're writing out like condolences, like someone lost a loved one. And I'm like, I, I always feel like I don't really have the, like, I don't know the words, right? I don't know the words. Yeah. It's like, wh- like, who are they, right? And like, what do they believe? And so I'm like, always like, you know, I'm always like processing this. Mm-hmm. Well, what the world always goes with is we're sending thoughts. Like we're sending thoughts. Like that's what it is. So I was yeah. telling all my coworkers a couple of days ago, we were just standing around talking. And I'm like, it's the weirdest thing, man. Like I don't understand if I'm ever sick and you tell me, or if I lose a loved one, I get a car from you and you ride in there, I'm sending thoughts. I'm like, Send me your thoughts right now. <laughs> but what is that doing? Yeah. What is that doing? It's like, uh, it's not doing anything. So literally a couple days later today, we get a national e- a national email from top of the house about somebody 
passing away. It starts with, we all ask you to send thoughts and it ends with sending thoughts. Yuck. And it's like, we have such a wonderful privilege. We really do. Yeah. To actually pray on behalf. Yep. And pray to, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think like, We've lost so many, at least for me, like I think the world and that experience has watered down that passing of information, right? These are needs I have. These are wants I have. These are things I'm struggling with. These are, you know, all of this stuff. And it's like when you live in a world where only the world offers is sending thoughts, like it's like, I don't know. I think like we have to reform and take ownership back of, no, the church has a grand privilege to pray for one another and to let our let our request be made known to God, bear each other's burdens. But I guess I'm leaning in and like, but how how do you, like, how do you organically promote that? Like, I think, I think the newsletter is one, one aspect. Like, I agree with y'all. Like, I think we should be, but we should be putting prayer requests on there. But I guess I sympathize with someone if that feels impersonal in that moment. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Where- yeah, no, I, I agree with, like, I, I hear that. Like, I think I think that if you're thinking about it from the perspective of, okay, how personal is this? Well, here's, here's the thing. It may feel impersonal in sharing it. It's not impersonal to the person who's praying for you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I know for a fact that when I, when I put my prayer request out there, and I think I've added maybe two in the last little bit, right? It's like, the people read that. It's not as though they're disconnected from you and their reading of it. It's essentially a plea to say, this is the easiest way for me to let the whole congregation know that my family, that I, whatever it may be, is in need of prayer. But man, I think we underestimate the way in which the first, obviously the prayer in and of itself, making our request known to the Lord. We believe that prayer is the prayer of a righteous man availeth much, like we affirm. And then also, what it does in the very soul of the individual who's praying for another brother or sister in the Lord. Like there, there is something to that. Just like, you know, that when someone stops you when you're getting off the phone and says, Hey, let me pray for you before you go. Right. Like they call you and say, Hey, I've got this need. And they tell you, and they're like, Hey man, I'll, I'll talk to you later. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to pray right now, just real quickly. And I mean, it, it, it is meant to be something that binds saints together. And so, I would just say, like, obviously there are different spheres, there's different levels of intimacy, but wherein you can make your request known. I can think of people who are going through very difficult situations in the last year. I'll just say year. Um, and, and, and as far as I know, I'm sure there were other people involved, but as far as I know, there really the, the ask for prayer was really on the other side of the issue. It was like, hey, you know, you can pray for us. We've been working through this. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, we've been working through this. I I want, help me at the beginning. Like, I want to go back to the beginning and I want to pray for you through the venture. Um, and so, and like I had a, I had a, a church member, precious lady text me this week or, or, or last week and say, hey, been real sick. Um, really appreciate your prayer. I text her back. And I prayed for her. And then I said, thank you so much for letting me know. Like, because I, I want to be able to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think part of pastoral ministry is actually praying and interceding for saints, but that's also the ministry of the church one to another in general. And so where it can be broadened, it should be broadened. 
What about, I think growing up, like a lot of times when we thought about prayer requests, nothing wrong with pray, praying, like like what you said, need, needs of health, right? Based on right, absolutely. health needs. We have ailing bodies, right? That's things we're going to pray for. But it seems like most often, like that's the normal population of prayer mm, requests, yeah. right? And it's like, I don't, what does that mean when we're only praying for that, not disregarding its importance? But there are other categories. One of those categories, right, you mentioned is, those spiritual needs, but I also think about those, like those praises, like, you know, the a, a mm. prayer of thanksgiving, and it's like, yeah. hey, mm-hmm. celebrate this with me, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And so <clears throat> when I think about engaging in prayer and, you know, think about that, like, I think that's an often forgotten category where it's like, we often mm-hmm. think about, you know, first tier, like these are the things we pray for, but it's like, man, how often are we, I don't know, failing to... To, to celebrate in prayer one to another. I think that's more culture, culture infiltration. Like we've talked about years ago about how like functionally we often don't have a supernatural worldview. And I think mm. that it, that goes back to that. It's like if something good happens, you know, it's like when I have a headache and I take Tylenol and it goes away, I just assume my body made it better. Like I don't assume that the Tylenol worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I just think it went away. And it's like, uh, you know, I think we sometimes, not not on purpose, but we just seem to to be like, oh, well, that worked itself out. It's We're like, functional no, it didn't. naturalist. Yeah, it didn't work itself out. Like the Lord worked it out. Oh, but it's so lazy because like with, with the folks in my family that just got married. <laughs> so they went on a trip <laughs> and got sick. Mm. And it got long in the tooth. The sickness did. And they're in a foreign country. And we got worried. And so Julie and I are <clears throat> you know, about to eat, right? It's a prime moment. We know this need. And so we prayed and, and prayed for you know safe return, like all of this to be taken care of. And then in the end, it's like, we should be equally glad to celebrate that in prayer. Like, yeah. thank you. Like, thank you for yeah. allowing. But to me, like where we get logically is like, I don't know, like we, we buttoned it up. Yeah, like, it oh, happens. Like, it's oh, good. You know? But yeah. I also think that there are, when you do pray for spiritual needs, there is a, an easier transition into thanking the Lord when they're <laughs> solved, I think, if that makes sense. Because you don't have another solution. Yeah, like if you've been praying for someone to be saved for months and they get saved, like you can't explain that away. <laughs> you can't be like, well, I finally figured out an argument that worked. You know what I mean? I like, mean, like you could, yeah, that's, you shouldn't ever like do we that. know, but we know that like, that's <laughs> Got not, him. that's not reality. <laughs> I should have stole that. <laughs> Had my chance. Uh, anyway. So I think like if you, when we do think about prayer as something for both physical and spiritual and needs, not even, I feel like that's even a dichotomy that might not be helpful. Uh, then I think we'll be more apt to thank the Lord for the So when the you good think things. about a spiritual need being shared, when you say newsletter, mouth to ear, however you want to do it. What what are those things? So I can I mean we have a in small group every week, we we have a list and they're not always named depending on who's present, but there's mm-hmm. always there's a list of people that we are praying will be saved in our small group. And, you know, and then there's always a prayer regularly for the health of our congregation, normally that we can apply the sermon we heard or that will be unified. Um, 
or something like that. I think those are spiritual needs. What about temptation? <laughs> this is where my brain's been about deliver with prayer. Temptation. That he can deliver those. Yeah. Because yeah. he has suffered when tempted. Yeah. You know my general, like, yeah. So my... I Hold on, can it. I give you two categories? Yeah, I was interrupting. That's why I was trying like to stop. external temptation? And internal. And internal. Uh, and like how often are we faced with, again, being more naturalist. Sometimes we look at, yeah, we look at external temptations that are being brought upon us and classify them as just natural only. Like they got that, you know what I'm saying? Like that the church doesn't have real enemies that would seek to snatch members into the fire. Yep. Mm. And they to me, in. huh? They come in. It's just a reversal of Jude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A snatch, like we're called to snatch them out of the fire, but it's like there's so, there's something working. You know what I'm saying? Like an enemy, a really present enemy. 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 I don't know. I wanted to build that out. I wanted to understand like what is, what are, where, what are, I mean, we well, could say they're all appropriate. But they're, you know, there's, there's also like, we ought to be modest. Yeah, I think that's You know, like I point. think that there is a prayer request that you could give in a guy's group of people your age, six or seven people that you could not send or you would not send to the whole church. What do you think about yours? Again, I'm, I'm drawing off my experience as a young man spending many years in the church growing up, the unspoken. I, I've seen a lot of times when unspoken was used as a way to get people to talk to you after, which Amen. is neither good nor bad. Hey man, what was, what was, yeah. What was the unspoken? What's about? the unspoken about? You know, and sometimes like they wanted that and sometimes they didn't obviously. And I think there's ways to, we kind of like TM'd the unspoken, but like, you know what I mean? Like I have an unspoken and like everyone knows what that means. I mean, I think there are other ways that like, do you, that's where I, that's literally how I grew up thinking about it. Like in the youth group when it was like yeah. unspoken, it's like, oh, he's dealing with something we can call it sin, <laughs> but he's in a perpetual battle. Yeah. That, that's no, but I think too, it's just, there is an appropriateness to saying like, I, there's something, uh, there's a situation that I cannot give you the specifics of, but, but we need help. Can you pray? Yeah. And us? I would even say like to Lawson's point when it's like, I have, I know, I know of a situation it's all about your heart. Because right. And it's the, unspoken has nothing to do with me. It's that I, I want in my heart to present this to the Lord in a yeah. time of prayer collectively with the saints on behalf of someone else. And it is a very sensitive situation. Yeah. yeah. I think as long as you're not doing that to be like, well, I actually know a lot of things that you don't know. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like if, as long as that's not your attitude, I don't see any reason why not. I just think we weirdly trademarked the, the word unspoken. Do you think a prayer request, do you think we've categorically made prayer requests when it's just something that naturally happens throughout the life of the Christian community? You know what I'm saying? And like we've, huh? You don't know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. It's like, (laughs) where we're like, hey, we need to share our prayer requests. And it's like, do you think people are already do, like they're already bearing their heart to each other and they may not even be asking for prayer, mm-hmm. but the response of the recipient of receiving that information ought to be an unspoken of I'm going to go and pray for you. Yeah, I think absolutely. So, I mean, we have a dear brother and sister who just had a baby, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I think like there's, I mean, we've had them, a lot of them lately. I was like, which one? And like I was thinking about this the other day and I texted him. He didn't ask, he hasn't asked me to pray for him. But I know he just had a baby mm-hmm. and I know what it's like to have a baby for mm-hmm. the first time and not know what you're doing, right? And and feel overwhelmed. And so like I told him I was praying for him, not because he asked me, but because we, you went through, right? We had a we had a traumatic first first time. Is that Weren't what you about? saying that like for there with your first with Isaiah, like you were like kind of losing yourself a little bit? Oh, before he was born. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Born, yeah. yeah. Ton like tons of fear and, and yeah. anxiety and big scared guy. Yeah. Um he's a big scared guy. <laughs> big scared guy. Uh, but yeah, and like that was a way that I knew I could bear his burden and pray mm-hmm. with him, even though he hadn't asked, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think we have we all have those relationships. I mean, like <laughs> we were finishing small group on Sunday night and a dear sister in our body was like just stopped us like we were about to start praying she was like we can't pray yet she was like do y'all know blake and sarah are looking for a house and we need to pray that they find one." bro tell the story then that was it and oh no that was so, it anyway, man, we just been talking TBC. about it and so i was bro and so <laughs> you know it's like i think it feels awkward in, in the moment where it's like hey I know that this is a need and I know that they don't care that people know and I want us to pray for it. What do you want? You want us to rest of the story. He wants you to turn the I'm actually mad at you right now. And then we got a house two days later. I'm mad at him right now. I almost texted you. I almost texted you. You're like, we lowballed it and the, and the owners took it. And I was like, I I literally had it typed up and deleted it. It was going to Jesus. You guys like, Brother, God owned that house. <laughs> <laughs> he owns the cattle on a thousand yes, hills. That's where I was at. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, that you fun. didn't tell me that. You just told me about the house. Well, I mean, you gave me the lesser glory. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm upset. But that's why I we mean, meet you, every but week again, to, to our point, you can assume people have been praying for that for yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, and they have. But that was that was a unique, intentional highlight. It was. God, and God providentially highlighted that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I think agree. about the building in the same way. Yeah. I think about the building in the same way, but then it stresses me <laughs> He was me just out. trying to teach us to trust him. That's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> he was teaching us to trust him. Yeah. Not try. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> so. What other, ca- what other categories of prayer should, I mean, I'm trying to tease out, like if we have a Mercy Hill newsletter that says prayer requests are welcome. I'm trying to have. Yeah, a I think open there's general like there are things that like the I newsletter. I would just like the newsletter secondary at this point, but nonetheless, like, <laughs> that's how I feel. I assume no one reads it anyway. <laughs> the, Bro, when you, you sent like, me the mistake in it a couple of weeks ago, I was like, no one will notice. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I would just say like for for real needs like I'm gonna I'll hit you, but your house should have been on there. It should have been okay, but like. Again, so a lot that should be on there. Everyone saying, knows. Though. Like that's, I think that's part of yeah, the problem is that like when everyone nah, knows, it's like. Deny, deny. I hear faulty you. Faulty assumption. Okay. Not everybody knew that you, that you were I think there's process. a balance here. I really do think there's a balance where the newsletter can't be the litmus test of health. Of course it's not, but I'm saying But like, I do think it's one aspect. All right, here, here. Great me, thing to take advantage yeah, of. Yeah, let me give you, let me give you the super general. You have a pressing need. 
you it, and and you would want the people who know about said need to pray about it and it is not immodest for you to put it on there it should probably be on there yeah like that's fair yeah it's like you know if there's if there's a pressing need that you want people to be praying for then oh, i dropped the bb oh no they don't get it it's gone dude <sighs> But then, then it, should, it. it should be on there so that people can pray for you. And and then that's not even counting the fact that not only can people be praying for you, but God may very well use some of the people of the congregation to meet the need. And it's like, there's just some, there's just a real sense of, you know what? Like here are ways in which that I, I really could use prayer. So like your house being one that I think is at least illustrated. But I think the world, bro, I really do think the world has co-opted our brain to think like, well, if I tell somebody, I'm just going to be looking for sympathy and I don't need their sympathy. No, right? no, 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 no. Like I can internalize oh, I this yeah, and yeah. I, can, I, I can white knuckle it. I can burden it. And I think we don't understand what it does to the body to invigorate one another when you're serving out your purpose in the kingdom. And I mean, I'm just saying like, I'm speaking into this mic, but I'm looking in the mirror and this is, <laughs> this is real and present. Why'd you bring the mirror? I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I hear you. I also think too, and this can fall. be a different conversation. I do think that there is like this, I don't know, like we, we organically do it. So why type it into a Google form? Because there's some people who aren't going to get it. I agree. I'm just saying, I think that's a real, like we're going deeper and I yeah. think we can go deeper, but I think at the base level, a, a lot of it is, I'm not going to type this in a Google form. You yeah, know but, what I mean? And I think people might, to your point, Blake, say, I don't find value in the newsletter, so I'm not going to put my valuable prayer requests on right. the thing that I may read every now and again. And email's scary. Like you can send emails to other people who don't yeah, get them. Right. Like I get that. Me too. I respect, I, I respect that. I mean, I, I, I get it. I but. Yeah. I mean, like I, I just, <laughs> like, I think there's a point in which we share our prayer requests with those that the most intimate prayer requests we share with those who are nearest to us. Mm-hmm. Perfectly appropriate. Those, those prayer requests that are, like this is a general need that I have that we have, and it, it's. It, I'm not trying to like. Please don't hear me impugn. I'm not. I'm not shooting at anyone who's had a prayer request and has not put it on the thing. <laughs> They're all mad at you. I don't. I already subtweeted them, dude. Uh, the, the subtweet <laughs> is not. Anyway, what I'm what what I'm saying is, there should be a general glad heartedness to say. I have a need. My church will pray for me. Pray for me, and I don't expect you to walk up to every single member of the congregation and be like, "Hey, man, I've got this need." Like, I think that there is a medium in which the congregation can be can be can be informed of a need that it can be prayed for, and probably what you're going to have happen is, I, my guess would be you're going to have interactions with people who are going to be like, "Hey, man, I've been praying for you in regard to this particular issue. Like, any update on that? How's it going?" And I think that those types of those types of relationships and dependence upon the local church to pray for you is a is intended to be a natural part of Christendom. Do you think that the newsletter will avail someone to that opportunity? I think it will help some like I think it will help some as people. a byproduct. The the primary benefit would be it gets lifted up to the Lord. Yeah, I assume I assume 
that aside from me walking up to the pulpit on a Sunday morning and say, pray for my brother-in-law, that, that a, a way to inform the congregation like this will invoke more prayer than not doing it. You know, do y'all remember the, how the newsletter got going? No. Yeah. That we needed a platform to announce prayer requests, celebratory things like babies being born, babies being brought home. That was really the outlet to which the newsletter with prayer requests oh, got, you're right. got you're platformed. Right. It really did. But on Sunday, what yeah. I heard was I heard my wife asking another member about something she had seen or read or heard on Facebook about a certain individual that's dealing with a sickness and ask for an update. And I heard my wife tell this individual who is close friends with the person that is sick, tell her I will definitely be praying for her. And so I think like that, like that's basically, like that has to be happening. You know what I'm saying? Like It, it, it is happening. The newsletter, yeah. the news, you know, but this has to be happening. Yeah, this is a, like... Acts two forty two, they devoted themselves to prayer. It's a it's a it's a necessity of church life. Mm-hmm. The newsletter is not a necessity of church life. We affirm, but I'm saying a means by which to communicate to the congregation so that they might be engaged in a devotion to prayer is a good thing. Yeah, if nothing else, it's a convenience. Yeah, like yeah. it's the list for you. So this week I got. 2024 budget Mercy Hill budget pro forma out. I started thinking about it, praying about it. And I was like, you know, sometimes I'm in that spot where I'm like, I don't know, who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? What am I going to be when I grow up? And then I get that out and I'm like going through it and I'm in my, I'm exercising. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I know why I'm here. I know why I'm put on this planet. And I'm actually like acting like I'm typing with my fingers. What's that quote? When I run, I feel God's kindness or you know, smile, about? warmth. God's smile. Don's like, when I deal with spreadsheets, I feel God's <laughs> smile. <laughs> but it made me think like, how often are we not, I don't know, like I, I, I am guilty. I don't necessarily feel that way about prayer. And why, I don't know, man, I'm just being honest. Like, why is that? Like, wh- like why is that? Like, why do I? Why do I feel like applied and fulfilled and exercising a gift and a talent? And yet when I when I when I think about prayer and I'm and I'm exercising, it's not it's not naturally it doesn't naturally come to me. It you doesn't know what I'm feel like productivity. You think that's what it is? No, I don't know. I'm just I think I'm just throwing stuff against the wall. I think what you're talking about is is it's a discipline. You know what I'm saying? Like prayer. Prayer is a discipline, yeah. but but for every discipline, there are people who are uniquely predisposed and equipped and gifted at it. Yeah, that's so right. you think there's somebody in the body that's like, oh, man, I know when I'm is. praying, I am just in my groove, <laughs> and I know, I know why I'm is. put on this planet. I can I can name a couple of them. Shout out, bro! But like in my in my naming, can you like, text me there? <laughs> I need them. Just mouth it to me. <laughs> yeah. But the, but like I've <laughs> told I've told to I've told people. Like I can think of that I said that I, I've told them I said, look, I don't care what you pass on to the next people that you invest in. You pass on how you pray. I don't care about anything else. I remember my mom inviting people over, and they would like they just pray, pray for hours. Praise the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that not. I'm just saying like that's where I'm no, at. I, like, bro, why are you sitting here right now? But it's like I, so. I think there are people who who are like 
I've got to get up or I've got to be able to to talk about this thing and they're mustering up all their might to to utter a paragraph. And it's like, bro, if you tell me I have to be quiet for a month, oh, yeah, I'll die. Problem. And so and so it's like but but all of this is all of this is the like going back to the original premise that you made is like there's a work to be done. And and it's like God has given people particular tasks and they are going to be most fulfilled in in using their gifts and abilities. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget that the disciplines of the church are there are often people who are uniquely gifted at them. Like uh, Romans 12 makes reference those who have faith. And it's like it's not making reference to saving faith there. Right, right. Like every everybody's in that camp. Right. It's making reference to something uniquely in like instilled in them by the spirit that they're to function in for the good of the whole body. And so like, it doesn't matter. Do you think that that one application is like, we might be freaking out about the building and like, Hey, we got our lease terminated. And somebody walks up and be like, Hey man, it's fine. Okay, yeah, dude. it's fine. It's going to come through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, don't worry about it. Yeah, I think absolutely. So like, this is Romans 12. Um, we'll start at verse four. For as in one body, we have many members uh, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, the many, are one body in Christ and individual members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service and our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. And so it's like in all of these, to say like, you know, I think I've told you this before, maybe both of you, like, if you want me to sit down and pump out something that's, like, administrative in nature, no, I will have no joy doing it, and it'll be done poorly. Like, that's, it's not, it's, it's honestly not that I want to do it poorly. It's that I could hand it to somebody else, they could do it in a quarter of the time, and do it three times as well. It's like, that's, un, like, it's unhelpful to play something on someone who is just poorly suited and ungifted at it, and say, hey, do this and do it with great joy, know that you're serving your king. And it's like... Why would I not give them something that they're gifted at doing? But there are in like in this conversation, for instance. But we're all called to devote ourselves to prayer. Mm-hmm. Like that's a general disposition. We're to pray without ceasing. We're to we're to 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 lift up holy hands. We're to keep ourselves in the Holy Spirit. We're to like all of these things are an, a, a natural part of the Christian life, and they do need to be cultivated. And I think the two ways that they are most clearly cultivated is first, interestingly enough, knowing your Bible. Like if you want to cultivate your prayer life, you need to know your Bible. Um, And because knowing your Bible encourages and it even fuels prayer. This is why like the pastoral prayer that we do on Sunday morning has very, like its intention is to pray. Its intention is also to teach to pray. Like you can open your Bible, you can read a passage and you can pray in light of that passage. It's a good practice. But the other aspect of that is knowing who needs prayer. But like, two, like yeah. prayer can be, I mean, this is going to sound dumb and I didn't mean to sound dumb, but prayer is super applicable. It really is for like every area, every sphere, every arena of life. Yeah. I got a text message today from a buddy of mine and he's got a friend who sent him a message about the impending government shutdown. Right. And this friend of his was very concerned because he is a mortgage originator inside the financial system. And he's like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, it's it's shutting down. And the Bible tells us to pray for our leaders. Yep. Right? So that we could live peaceable and quiet lives. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, to me, like, how often do we, 
I don't know, man. I think just often, like I go back to like my sixth grade understanding of prayers, like it's for people that are in the hospital or not saying again, there's anything wrong with that. But mm-hmm. I think like when you broaden that every, you know, there's nothing outside his ownership, you know what I'm saying? His ownership that you can't bring to him and present to him in prayer for yourself or for another. Mm-hmm. And that may sound super superficial at first to be like, hey, I've got a friend who is super concerned about his livelihood, but that's that's biblically that's huge, rooted yeah. prayer mm-hmm. and 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 calls and and calls for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. just think a lot of times I don't think when I think of classical prayer, like I think of that sixth grade understanding, and I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think about the scope of prayer being applied to every, every, like every piece of the man, every arena of mankind. You know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. nothing outside the scope. Yeah. And I think I'll just, I'll just say this in general, the way that each member of a congregation can pray for the congregation at large. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is pastoral. Like so just my my general pastoral prayer for people. And I'm I'm eliminating in this in my mindset here any very specific request, right? Mm-hmm. So specific requests are going to get prayed for based upon what's being specified. But the general disposition is uh, conviction of sin, love of Christ um, inside of the family that they would that they would walk faithfully in the roles that God's entrusted to them. If it's a husband, that you would be faithful, that you would show the love of Christ to your family. If it's children, that they would um, obey their parents. Um, one of the and then the other one obviously is unconverted children that they would that they would come to repentance. Um, that that moms would moms and wives would would submit to their husbands and honor the Lord in that. That they would love right, their children. For the and then, because it's legit, then, what's ought to be on there. And then, um, <laughs> praying for praying for those who um, are in the midst of um, discontentment in life, that they would find contentment in Christ, um, that they would flee from sin, that they would make war against sin, that they would spend time in the Word, and that they would find J factor in in their reading of Scripture. But I, but I mean, like I, jokingly, but but sincerely, that they would that as they wrestled in the pages of scripture, that they would be edified and encouraged. Um, and so in, in all of these, it's like, uh, about their attendance here to hear the word preach. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'll faithful. be honest. I, there, there are people that I specifically pray, Lord, just bring them to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, and I mean, that's a different topic that we'll deal with probably in a couple of weeks, but, um, you got a tweet in the in the chamber. I was just thinking about it. I was thinking about Exodus twenty. Um, a couple weeks, bro. <laughs> months. Um, but but it all adds up. Bro. But in the but in the midst of it, it's like there there is real general prayer to be done that is fruitful in nature. Like I mean, you take the Lord's prayer for instance. Deliver me, deliver me from temptation. Like why not pray that over the whole congregation? Um, you know, protect them from the evil and all of these like provision, all of that can be done and it can be done in the context of not only the individual's life, but I, mean, I think embodying Philippians, we think, we think of ourselves less frequently and we think of the congregation more frequently and what their needs are. Um, and I assure you, no one, no one's going to walk, like you're not going to walk up to anybody and say, I've been praying that you would be faithful and that you would serve the Lord and that you would grow in grace. And they'd be like, how dare you? So what do you think in your mind? <laughs> and if they do, there's a huge problem. <laughs> so what do you think in your mind? It's, a, it, it's the- What have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the, if, if saints were to recoil from this, 
as a daily practice? Because you said you said saints. Yeah. When when you read the yeah. tweet out, saints. It's it's Dear good. saintly ones. Yeah. If they were to recuse themselves or not be practicing prayer, like what do you what do you think the consequences are there? Oh. Ooh. Um anxiety. Uh without question. Um I'm actually I I had forgotten. So one of the things that I was talking I think I imagine can I just give you this? Yeah. I imagine a recluse. Yeah, y'all can pray for me that my eyes would stop itching. A recluse. That's dude. where I am right <laughs> now. Like I think people yeah. Like, like I think about when people are exercising their gifts, right? It's like it, and they embody the whole thing. It's like, ah, it makes so much sense. It's invigorating. Mm-hmm. It's life giving, right? And then when you throw that off and it's like, now you're just being idle or not being, yeah, not being uh, given over to that thing, you know, that you're called to, to do. It's like, I think of, you know, just like. It's like Tom Brady without football. Yes. Wow. He didn't he just doesn't have anything. He doesn't. I mean, it's like I read a very sad article wow. about Michael Jordan after he retired. That he just he doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And like I think that's what happens. Yeah. I think people like if you're not coming to church, you know what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden, like the concern is like, hey, if you're not coming to church, like this is really interesting because dying the cat- on the vine. The catechism is <laughs> shriveling. The catechism question mm-hmm. this week. It's about the is about the 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 ways in which God communicates us, and so like going through that with Rowan this week is you know you've got the way he communicates these the the graces of God is through the Word through baptism through the Lord's Supper and through prayer, mm-hmm. and it's like I think we forget, like I I actually think the other ones are pretty obvious to us because they they're they're intaking right so Word. Like if you're not the one preaching, you're the one intaking. Being washed by it. Right. If you're if if you're going like baptism is something that is very experience like it is intended to be experiential. It engages the whole man. It engages the senses. Lord's table, same thing. Even you know, even especially the way we do it by walking up and participating. Prayer is is pouring out. Um and and, and uniquely so, pouring out and Pouring out in the midst of drawing near, if I could say it that way, and and oftentimes, or you should frequently have the ability to drag others with you, and to, and to say like, Lord, would you be with them? Um, and, and and so yeah, I think recluse is a helpful way to say it because you are largely, if you're not praying for one another, you're detaching yourself from the body in a. I don't I don't know a better way to say this. I'm going to use mystical sense, but but I think that's true. And then the other portion of it is you're, you're detaching yourself from a means of grace um, and you shouldn't be surprised when you feel deprived. It's an ungracious assumption too. Explain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one of those, it's the games, you know, that you play sometimes. Like, I'm not going to call them. They're going to uh, have to call me. I agree with this. It really is. Like, yeah. we kind of play, we kind of play this with the prayer, with mm-hmm. the prayer game. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not going to tell them. They need to ask me for you know what I'm saying it's like one of those yeah. it's like one of those situations they're not going to ask and they don't deserve yeah. to know and then this whole idea of like being a recluse it's like I don't want to go with me around them they're not even well, nobody even care about me because yeah, they're yeah. not praying for you know what I'm yeah. saying it's like get in there ask for it yeah and I mean I, yeah the, who's gonna say no right right I mean I, will you pray for no <laughs> full up for I don't you know if, no I don't know if I've ever told somebody no. 
Like I, I don't think I, I think to it's pray a, for them. Yeah, I think it's a safe assumption. Uh, the only time is when it's like you don't have to pray about that, bro. Just mm-hmm. be obedient. Yeah, yeah, that's super fair. That's super fair. <laughs> like, will you pray for? Yeah. I'll pray that you will be obedient. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm a grown man, you know, like trying to praying to see if the Lord wants me to get a job. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Next, ne- you don't have to pray about answered. That one. Yeah, yeah. That's actually one of my favorite things to tell people is when they're like, "Man, I just want I just I, I need you to pray for me." And it's like when it's a very clear like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, no, dude, just just do it. Yeah. Or when there's like there's a need and you know it's a godly need and you can give somebody confirmation. It's like, brother, you should take heart in that because God has spoken and it like. You're gonna get a job, right? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, no worries. But yeah, so ordinary means of grace, means of communicating um, to the Lord, means of encouraging and admonishing one another in the faith. Like the list goes on of the benefits mm-hmm. of prayer, mm-hmm. and I think sincerely, one of my favorite quips, probably from my Sunday school teacher when I was like, I was going to say probably from myself no, like three years ago. No, no. <laughs> on Twitter. No, it's a, cl- I, I think, chuckle often. I think this one is actually a cliche. <laughs> okay. Um, but, but I think it's a true cliche. You know, you, some, some cliches are earned. They're all, they're all are. Yeah. Cliches are cliches because they're true. Okay. So it's very difficult. Like we're, we're like, you pray for people you love. Because you love them. It's a really long cliche. Hush. We pray for people we love because we love them. And the other portion of that is we pray for people that we dislike because the Lord commands us to. And the cliche <laughs> is... Pray for your enemies. Yeah, that too. The, um, the cliche is it's really hard to hate people that you're praying for. Yeah, true. And I, and I would just say this. If you have <laughs> disagreement, frustration, and anger with a member of any congregation, like within your congregation, I mean... You should devote yourself to prayer for those people. Yeah. Um, this is a conversation we have in my marriage sometimes, where it's like if you're tempted to be frustrated with someone. Oh yeah. And it feels like a Jesus juke, but it's it, in the moment it makes you mad. But like it's yeah, really right. a good practice. It's yeah. true. It's like oh, let's go ahead and pray for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I made a comment when we were doing when I was teaching on pray for your enemies. Mm-hmm. Um. The comment was that if they're your enemy, they should be at the top of your prayer list. That's what you said? Yeah, and a, and a church member walked out and said, can I be your enemy? <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. One time I was preaching, and I said, we need to pray for uh, those in authority, even if we see them as our enemy. Mm. And a lady took me out to lunch. This was not Oh, here. you told me this story. A lady took me out to lunch, and I mentioned praying for someone. In, in high authority. This was a long time ago in my first pastorate. She said, well, she's probably like in her 80s. She said, well, why are we, she said, do we have to pray for him if he's the devil? <laughs> <laughs> she's looking for a way out. How do I avoid this command? <laughs> yeah. like, well, ma'am, he's not the devil. Right. <laughs> Thank you for this lunch though. That's awesome. All right. So in conclusion, Lawson has a Bible verse. Flippy, flippy. You know where you're going? Yeah. Sweet. My eyes are really itchy. I hope I don't get your pink eye. Are you going to the Lord's Prayer? What? I am. I say the Lord's Prayer so much now. I think it's so weird as a Baptist. At work, we say it all the time. Oh, I see what you're saying. And it's like. I always love Hallowed Be Thy Name. 
like this yeah. one. Hallowed. Hallowed. Oh, sorry. Weird. It's on a, in my brain. Yeah. It's like right here. Mm-mm, it's in the right spot. I know, but it it's is. messing with Your my brain head. Is way off. My <laughs> brain, it's right there in my brain <laughs> yeah, where it's crazy. at on the page. <laughs> okay. Matthew chapter six, starting in verse nine. Uh, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is not here. For thine. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Shout so out to the King I'd like James. to thank my fellow elders, Lawson Harlow and Blake McCullough for the time spent today. Fellas, you are the shoes that fit. My brothers and my friends... <laughs> Godspeed. Bro, go get some Visine or something. Can I tell y'all my new thing about breakfast? Say. All right. So um, when I was growing up, the donut shop that existed when I was in Grenada had, um, they did sausage biscuits, but they did them on like the little buns not biscuits what were they little buns no say it like you said it <laughs> i don't know how I said little it. buns like little the buns. Stuff, like the stuff they make kolaches out of buns. i don't know what that is so <laughs> a little wrapped hot dog thing <laughs> i don't know what that is so but 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 so beth beth's like thing that she likes to buy and keep around the house cuz she'll make sandwiches out of it is the king's hawaiian rolls mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so what i've started to do why are you laughing <laughs> cuz i was really trying to think of something that was like Things Beth likes to buy and she'll make a sandwich out of it. I was just trying to think of something super outlandish to say. Like Sour sardines. Sardines. Okay. So she buys King's Hawaiian rolls. And then one yeah. day I'm like, I don't want to bake a biscuit. You still have to prank Beth. But in my... Maybe today's the day. It's not. Um, but in my... Okay. He would know. So as I'm... All right, Dad. Okay. I'm telling the story. Keep on going. So they used to put them on these little buns and I didn't know what kind of buns they were. I just yeah. was like, I need to figure this out. And so as I'm like, oh, maybe they're King's Hawaiian buns. And so I make sausage. I make a, a, a fried egg and I toast my bun, my King's Hawaiian bun with some butter. Dude, and if I, you say bun or buns one more time, <laughs> like it's outrageous. I wouldn't have to if I didn't keep getting interrupted. <laughs> It's like every time he has to level set again, he's like, all right, so I had 16 buns lined up. I do. Let this is my favorite. I speak, I speak in stream of consciousness, and y'all literally live to break my This is my favorite Don mood versus Lawson mood. Y'all are in the perfect spot right now. Yes. So, so anyway, buns. <laughs> I, just, I just like really... There's just times where I want to cut your tongue out of your Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, he knew it was coming. He's like, I've got to speak. He's going to say the word, and I can't say it. <laughs> so I toast it, and I assemble it on the other side. It's got like the sausage patty that I have. It's got right. some spice to it. It's yeah. like just normal pork patty sausage. Of course. With really hot, like that, just like fresh off the, the skillet egg, just mm-hmm. screaming hot. Mm-hmm. Man, with a little sweetness of that King's Hawaiian, it's good. Was that? Was yeah, that's it. That was that's the it. Bun. Literally, that was the classic I, bun. I took a from bite of it. Grenada. This was probably probably about five months ago when I discovered this, but I eat it all the time now. Oh gosh! And Carbs so, central, bro. I don't care. And so I'm doing all right. So all right. So anyway, <laughs> I take a bite of it the first time. Like I literally said, "This is it. This that's is what it." They were doing. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Huh. And then Beth was like, "Gosh, now Haddon's awake." 
<laughs> hadn't turned one since our last podcast. Shout out. I his, saw him his, on his birthday. His birthday party is um, Saturday. Do you think we'll still be doing this podcast when he's 16? Oh. I hope not. <laughs> no, <laughs> Wait, no, you no like two. <laughs> when he's 16. When he's 16, I'll have finished, uh, we'll, we'll have finished, what, six books? Yeah. We'll definitely be done Reading with Exodus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely be done with Exodus. I don't know. Is that a BB, like from a BB gun? I literally found it in the floor, and I'm so happy. Who's bringing BB? I, I, got, I, got, I got one shot. <laughs> one shot, and I'm going to get it right. Bro, he called me. going to be so mad at all of us. He called me on Monday. him in his behavior. What? Because <laughs> one day he's going to be grown and be like, why were y'all letting me dress in all military garb with face shields and fake tasers? Did he have a fake taser? <laughs> yeah, that's probably real. One. My favorite was the other night we were at the house, and uh, he hey, dude, was, stop that! He was in the back. <laughs> he was in the gosh. back, and he had his he had his BB pistol. That man was popping shots off. It was fun to watch. He's got good aim. Hey, give me the BB. No, I'm not giving you the BB. You're not playing with it. That belongs thing the whole to me. Time, it dude. belongs to me. No, you just found. I it. don't. You want it me to get physical? To me now. With I you? have a thing that says finders keepers. Get physical. 